Hey, welcome to Even Darker. Wow, glad you're here. Thanks for joining me in my fascination of fairy tales and myths. In each episode, Jay Stinnett will tell us a story. Then I, Regina Drake, will review the points of the fairy tale I found most interesting, dark, or downright unforgivable. If possible, we will share with you the suspected origin of the tale, hence the even darker. Take heed, these stories are the original early content, not the big mouse versions. No shade on him, but this is not for the young. For our third episode, I chose another well-known favorite, Snow White. The first version is titled Little Snow White. It's from Germany, though there are similar stories from Scotland and Italy. The author is unknown, though it is again another that is collected by the Brothers Grimm around 1812 and then it was published in 1857. So the year of this story is actually 1812. Now for our story. Little Snow White, Germany, Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. Once upon a time in midwinter, when the snowflakes were falling like feathers from heaven, a beautiful queen sat sewing at her window, which had a frame of black ebony wood. As she sewed, she looked up at the snow and pricked her finger with a needle. Three drops of blood fell into the snow. The red on the white looked so beautiful and that she thought, if only I had a child as white as snow, as red as blood, and as black as this frame. Soon afterwards, she had a little daughter that was as white as snow, as red as blood, and as black as ebony wood, and therefore they called her Little Snow White. Now, the queen was the most beautiful woman in all the land and very proud of her beauty. She had a mirror, which she stood in front of every morning and asked, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And the mirror always said, you, my queen, are fairest of all. And then she knew for certain that no one in the world was more beautiful than she. Now Snow White grew up and when she was seven years old she was so beautiful that she surpassed even the queen herself. Now when the queen asked her, mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? The mirror said, you my queen are fair, it is true, but little Snow White is still a thousand times fairer than you. When the queen heard the mirror say this, she became pale with envy, and from that hour on, she hated Snow White. Whenever she looked at her, she thought that Snow White was to blame, that she was no longer the most beautiful woman in the world. This turned her heart around. Her jealousy gave her no peace. Finally, she summoned a huntsman and said to him, take Snow White out into the woods to a remote spot and stab her to death. And as proof that she is dead, bring her lungs and liver back to me. I shall cook them with salt and eat them. The huntsman took Snow White into the woods. When he took out his hunting knife to stab her, she began to cry and beg fervently that he might spare her life, promising to run away into the woods and never return. The huntsman took pity on her, 
because she was so beautiful and thought, ah, the wild animals will soon devour her anyway. I'm glad I don't have to kill her. Just then a young boar came running by. He killed it, cut out its lungs and liver, and took them back to the queen as proof of Snow White's death. She cooked them with salt and ate them, supposing that she had eaten Snow White's lungs and liver. Snow White was now all alone in the great forest. She was terribly afraid and began to run. She ran over sharp stones and through thorns the entire day. Finally, as the sun was about to set, she came to a little house. The house belonged to seven dwarves. They were working in a mine and not at home. Snow White went inside and found everything to be small, but neat and orderly. There was a little table with seven plates and seven spoons and seven little knives and forks and seven little mugs, and against the wall there were seven little beds, all freshly made. Snow White was hungry and thirsty, so she ate a few vegetables and a little bread from each plate, and from each little glass she drank a drop of wine. Because she was so tired, she wanted to lie down and go to sleep. She tried each of the seven little beds one after another, but none felt right until she came to the seventh one, and she laid down in it and fell asleep. When the night came, the seven dwarfs returned home from work. They lit their seven little candles and saw that someone had been in their house. The first one said, Who has been sitting in my chair? The second one said, Who has been eating from my plate? The third one said, Who has been uh, eating my bread? The fourth, Who has been uh, eating my vegetables? The fifth said, Who's been sticking with my fork? The sixth one said, Who's been cutting with my knife? The seventh one said, Who's been drinking from my mug? The first one said, Who's slept on my bed? The second one said, and someone's been lying in my bed, and so forth until the seventh one. And when he looked at his bed, he found Snow White lying there, faint asleep. The seven dwarves all came running, and they cried out with amazement. They fetched their seven candles and looked at Snow White. Good heaven, good heaven, they cried. She is so beautiful. They liked her very much, and they did not wake her up, but let her lie there in the bed. The seventh dwarf had to sleep with his companions one hour with each one, and then the night was done. When Snow White woke up, they asked her who she was and how she found her way to their house. She told them how her mother had tried to kill her, how the huntsman had spared her life, how she'd run the entire day finally coming to their house. The dwarves pitied her and said, if you will uh, keep home for us and cook and sew, and make beds, wash and knit, and keep everything clean and orderly, then you can stay here and you'll have everything that you want. We come home in the evening, and supper must be ready by then, but we spend the day digging for gold in the mine. You will be alone. Watch out for the queen, and do not let anyone in. The queen thought she was again the most beautiful woman in the land, and the next morning she stepped before the mirror and asked, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? The mirror answered once again, You, my queen, are fair, it is true, but little Snow White beyond the seven mountains is a thousand times fairer than you. It startled the queen to hear this, and she knew that she had been deceived, that the huntsman, had not killed Snow White, 
because only the seven dwarves lived in the seven mountains, and she knew at once they must have rescued her. She began to plan immediately how she might kill her because she would have no peace until the mirror once again said that she was the most beautiful woman in the land. At last she thought of something to do. She disguised herself as an old peddler woman and colored her face so that no one would recognize her. And she went to the dwarf's house. Knocking on the door, she called out, Open up, open up, I'm the old peddler woman with good wares for sale. Snow White peered out the window. What do you have? Bodice laces, my dear child, said the old woman and held one up. It was braided from yellow, red, and blue silk. Would you like this one? Oh, yes, said Snow White, thinking. I can let the old woman come in. She means well. And she unbolted the door and bargained for the bodice laces. You're not laced up properly, said the old woman. Come here, I'll do it better. Snow White stood before her. She took hold of the laces and pulled them so tight that Snow White could not breathe. And she fell down as if she were dead. Then the old woman was satisfied and she went away. Nightfall soon came and the seven dwarves returned home. They were horrified to find their dear Snow White lying on the ground as if she was dead. They lifted her up and saw that she was laced too tightly. They cut the bodice laces in two and then she could breathe and she came back to life. It must have been the queen who tried to kill you, they said. Take care and do not let anyone in again. The queen asked her mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who in the land is fairest of all? And the mirror answered back once again, But you, my queen, are fair, it's true, but little Snow White with the seven dwarves is a thousand times fairer than you. She was so horrified that the blood all ran to her heart because she knew that Snow White had come back to life. Then for an entire day and night she planned on how she might catch her. She made a poison cone, disguised herself differently, and went out again. She knocked on the door, but Snow White called out, I'm not allowed to let anyone in. And then she pulled out the comb. And when Snow White saw how it glistened and noted that the woman was a complete stranger, she opened the door and brought, bought the comb from her. Come, let me comb your hair, said the peddler woman. And she barely struck the comb into Snow White's hair before the girl fell down and was dead. This will keep you lying there, said the queen. And she went home with a light heart. The seven dwarves came home just in time. They saw what had happened and pulled the poison comb from her hair. Snow White opened her eyes and came back to life. She promised the dwarves not to let anyone in again. The queen stepped before the mirror. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? And the mirror answered, you, my queen, are fair, it's true, but little Snow White with the seven dwarves is a thousand times fairer than you. When the queen heard this, she shook and trembled with anger. Snow White will die if it costs me my life. Then she went into her most secret room. No one else was allowed inside, and she made a poisoned, poisoned apple. From outside it was red and beautiful, and anyone who saw it would want it. And then she disguised herself as a peasant woman, went to the dwarf's house and knocked on the door. Snow White peeped out and said, I'm not allowed to let anyone in. The dwarves have, uh, have forbidden it most severely. 
If you don't want to, I can't force you, said the peasant woman. I'm selling these apples and I will give you one to taste. No, I, I can't accept anything. The dwarves don't want me to. Red check. Now the apple had been so artfully done that only the red half was poisoned. And when Snow White saw that the peasant woman, if you're afraid, then I'll cut the apple in two and eat half of it. Here, you eat the half with the beautiful red check. Now, the apple had been so artfully made that only the red half was poisoned. When Snow White saw that the peasant woman was eating part of the apple, her desire for it grew, so she finally let the woman hand her the other half through the window. She bit into it, but she barely had the bite in her mouth when she fell to the ground, dead. The queen was happy, went home and asked her mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? And it answered, you, my queen, are fairest of all. Now I will have some peace, she said, because once again, I'm the most beautiful woman in the land. Snow White will remain dead this time. That evening, the dwarves t returned home from the mines. Snow White was lying on the floor and she was dead. They loosened her laces and looked in her hair for something poisonous, but nothing helped. They could not bring her back to life. They lay her on a bier and all seven sat next to her and cried and cried for three days. They were going to bury her, but they saw that she remained fresh. She did not look at all like a dead person and she still had the beautiful red cheeks. They had a glass coffin made for her and laid her inside so that she could be seen easily. They wrote her name and her ancestry on it in gold letters, and one of them always stayed home and kept watch over her. Snow White lay there in the coffin a long, long time, and she did not decay. She was still as white as snow and as red as blood, and if she'd been able to open her eyes, they still would have been as black as ebony wood. She lay there as if she were asleep. One day, a young prince came to the dwarf's house and wanted shelter for the night. When he came into their parlor and saw Snow White laying there in the glass coffin, illuminated so beautifully by seven little candles, he could think of nothing but her beauty. He read the golden inscription and saw that she was the daughter of a king. He asked the dwarves to sell him the coffin with the dead Snow White, but they would not do this for any amount of gold. Then he asked them to give her to him, for he could not live without being able to see her. And he would be able to keep her and honor her as his most cherished thing on earth. Then the dwarves took pity on him and gave him the coffin. The prince had it carried to his castle, had it placed in a room where he sat by the whole, by it the whole day, never taking his eyes from it. Whenever he had to go out and was unable to see Snow White, he became sad, and he could not eat a bite unless the coffin was standing next to him. Now the servants, who always had to carry the coffin to and fro about, became angry. One time, one of them opened the coffin, lifted Snow White upright, and said, We are plagued the whole day long just because of this dead girl, and he hit her in the back with his hand. Then the terrible piece of apple that she had bitten came out of her throat and Snow White 
came back to life. She walked up to the prince, who was beside himself with joy to see his beloved Snow White alive. They sat down together at the table and ate with joy. Their wedding was set for the next day, and Snow White's godless mother was invited as well. That morning, she stepped before the mirror and said, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? The mirror answered, You, my queen, are fair, it's true, but the young queen is a thousand times fairer than you. She was so horrified to hear this and so overtaken with fear that she could not say anything. Still, her jealousy drove her to go to the wedding and see the young queen. And when she arrived, she saw it was Snow White. Then they put a pair of iron shoes into the fire until they glowed. And she had to put them on and dance in them. Her feet were terribly burned and she could not stop until she had danced herself to death. A lot of vanity and envy going on in this story. You know, first, of course, the mother, but then even Snow White opening the door because she wanted what the peasant woman had. Even though she had escaped death twice, she kept opening the door. I mean, come on. I found this version to have similar um, threads to Goldilocks and Hansel and Gretel. But where this truly departed was the obsession with the corpse. Boy, the prince was a little scary. Then the servants cracking, poor souls, having to carry a dead person all over the castle. Loved it. Best line, I thought, in Snow White was, Snow White's godless mother was invited. And then we are left with the image of burning hot iron shoes to dance to death in. Wow. As promised, now for even darker. Death of the Seven Dwarfs, a legend from Switzerland. On one of the high plains between Brugg and Waldschut, near the Black Forest, Seven dwarves lives together in a small house. Late one evening, an attractive young peasant girl who was lost in Hungary approached them and requested shelter for the night. The dwarves had only seven beds and they fell to arguing with other, one another over which one wanted to give up his bed for the girl. Finally, the oldest one took the girl into his bed. Before they could fall asleep, a peasant woman appeared before their house, knocked on the door, and asked to be let inside. The girl got up immediately and told the woman that the dwarves only had seven beds and there was no room here for anyone else. With this, the woman became very angry and accused the girl of being a slut, thinking that she was cohabitating with all seven men. Threatening to make a quick end to such evil business, she went away in a rage. The same night, she returned with two men, whom she had brought up from the bank of the Rhine. They immediately broke into the house and killed the seven dwarves. They buried the bodies outside in the garden and burned the house to the ground. No one knows what became of the girl. This version is from Switzerland, 1856, and it uses the word slut. I thought slut was new. Well, wow, murder, mayhem, young girls being accused of sleeping with seven dwarfs, 
and she's missing. Cold case file from 1856. I hope you enjoyed this podcast of Even Darker. Please give us a follow, a like, anything. I'm still looking forward to getting voicemails from you, the listeners, so that I can use them in future shows, possibly. I want to thank Jay for being our storyteller. Even Darker is made on Anchor and can be found on Spotify podcast platforms. And I hope it soon will be available on even more. Thanks again. Thank you.